Hi, this is James Devine, and I am an educator who has come out of the trenches. Listen in as my friend and colleague Dana Goodyear shares stories and tips from other educators who have come out of the trenches. Welcome to the Out of the Trenches podcast. This is Dana Goodyear. Thanks for listening. My next guest is Brandy Kelly. Brandy has been in the field of education for over 20 years. She has recently assumed the role of superintendent at Mount Olive CUSD number five in Mount Olive, Illinois. Mrs. Kelly has served as a principal previously over a 10 year period in three districts. Prior to going into administration, Mrs. Kelly was a school social worker counselor for the Effingham unit number 40 in Effingham, Illinois. Mrs. Kelly's goal is to build teacher and student capacity by providing tools and strategies that empower and inspire others towards greatness. As a lifelong learner, she believes that everyone can learn and has the potential for greatness. Relationships are incredibly important to the learning process. It is necessary for educators to invest time in students to build relationships in an effort to maximize their influence and impact. Education is a powerful tool for empowering others to realize their full potential. Welcome to the podcast, Brandy. Thank you for having me, Dana. Well, tell me about a time when you were in the trenches and managed to crawl out. All right. So, you know, I've thought a lot about that question, a time when I was in the trenches. And, um, you know, I guess it depends on how you define trenches, but I would start by saying I would I was kind of um, catapulted out of the trenches into my career path. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I was 15 years old, um, unfortunately, our family experienced a tragedy. And out of that tragedy, um, eventually, it took me many years, but eventually, um, I decided to go into the field of education. And I started out as a school social worker. So to tell you a little bit more about my story, Dana, um, when I was 15, my brother Brandon and my brother Dustin, they were riding horses one Saturday afternoon. It was prom for Mm -hmm. me. I was getting ready to go to prom and my brothers were bored. So they got on their horses and and they took a ride. Well, unfortunately, that afternoon it was raining. It was a a May day um, and they decided to afford a creek. And Brandon, at the age of 13, he is very much like many of the at-risk students that, that we work with in education in, in many schools across the country. Um, he was a daredevil. If, if it was um, adventurous, he was all in. Um, over the years, he did a lot of things that, that caused him uh, some bodily harm. But um, Brandon and Dustin decided to ford that creek that day, and Brandon didn't come out. He um, unfortunately died um, that, that day. And we looked for him, um, Saturday, Sunday was mother's day. Mm -hmm. And then the divers went in and they found him buried under a sandbar on that Monday afternoon. Um, Dustin was fine. He, he was scared. And so he, he grabbed a limb and, and he pulled himself out of that muddy Creek and he ran all the way home. But Um, Brandon didn't come home that day. And that tragedy really shaped me. And I would say that was a time when I was in the trenches. Um, Our family dealt with that tragedy. It was, it was a grief experience. 
that I have been able to use um, in my career as an educator, as a school social worker, and, and now as an administrator to help many families who um, have dealt with adversity themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You told me in the uh, pre-chat that um, you use a quote, the bumps are what we climb on. Yes, absolutely. I fully believe that. I feel like um, I, I'm a, a, a Christian individual and I believe that, um, you know, God has a plan and a purpose mm-hmm. for our lives. And um, sometimes those unfortunate events in our life mm-hmm. give us experience to help other people come out of their own adversity and their own um, difficulties in life. And so I believe that with my whole heart, that the bumps are what we climb on and we have choices in this life. We, we can choose to be bitter or we mm-hmm. can choose to use our experiences and our hardships to help those around us. And um, that's what I, that's what I try to do in my career as an educator. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's so helpful. Um, when you're, comforting families that have been through tragedies as well. Uh, when you've been through that yourself many years ago to uh, be able to, you know, you know exactly what's happening in their family and um, mm-hmm. help them along the way. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, you have uh, some different writing that you do. Um, mm-hmm. So we're both connected um, with the Teach Better team. Uh, you do some guest blogging. Um, so you did a, a series not too long ago on lead with hope. Um, and, uh, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. The, the lead with hope series just kind of connects me with my out of the trenches story. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, it helps me to remind, and I hope it has helped other people through reading my, my blog lead with hope that, um, you know, again, we have choices and, Mm -hmm. um, leading with hope is all about connecting with your why and, um, developing habits Mm -hmm. pH, um, being optimistic, choosing that positive mindset and being optimistic, um, leading with passion, purpose, and persistence, Mm -hmm. and of course, excellence. And that acronym to me just reminds me as to, um, again, my purpose and my why, Mm -hmm. and all of those things help me to, to be the person and the educator that I want to be each and every day. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. You're also um, in the process of earning your doctorate, um, mm-hmm. and you told me there was a team dissertation that you're working on, on building systems that foster efficacy in schools. So tell me a little bit about what you're studying um, and what types of groups that you're researching for that. Yeah, so I'm in my third year um, at SLU. Last year, I'll graduate in May of 23 with my educational um, doctorate. And um, our team is is researching the systems that foster collective efficacy in Mm -hmm. schools. And so we created a survey and I'm super excited to say that I was able to work with wonderful people like John Hattie and Jenny Donahue and Stephen Katz, some authors Mm -hmm. that um, may ring some bells out there for your listeners. Um, But we were able to connect with them and to to develop a survey so that we could ask building principals what systems foster collective teacher efficacy within their schools, Mm -hmm. knowing that collective teacher efficacy is the number one indicator for um, student achievement, you know, according to Hattie's visible learning research. And so right now we are in the process of compiling those statistics and determining what systems um, 
foster that collective teacher efficacy in schools? What are the barriers and the obstacles? Mm -hmm. And we will be publishing that dissertation later um, in, in the spring of 2023. So it's a work in progress right now, but we're really excited about our work, very proud of our work. And it has definitely been a labor of love. Mm -hmm. So are there other leaders at your school district that you're doing this together with? So not at my school district, but I do have um, two individuals that are on my dissertation team. Okay. Uh, Kathy Molina, she is at the Brentwood School District in Missouri, mm -hmm. and then um, Ed Draper, and he is at uh, St. Saint Genevieve, and mm -hmm. so we we are working on this collaboratively. Okay, okay. That's a new concept for me, having completed my doctorate a few years ago, but I know it can be done, and it's great to be able to, you know, work on uh, research with other people, especially who are in a different state and, you know, have a different experience in their district. Yeah. Um, so you also use that lead with hope um, in a presentation that you give to staff and tell me a little bit about um, what that encompasses. Yeah, so um, I have been, since I have started blogging with Teach Better, I have been in two different school districts. Mm -hmm. I was at Sangamon Valley Middle School. And whenever I started there, that was um, kind of the one of the first presentations I did with staff. And mm -hmm. I think it's really important to help teachers, staff, educators ground themselves in their why. Mm -hmm. And so I utilize that presentation um, in an effort to do that, help them connect with their why. And then that helps them to build those systems, processes, and structures to maximize their potential. And mm -hmm. I think that's what this, this work is all about. This podcast is mm -hmm. a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Yeah. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get back to the episode. And um, this is something that would be often given at the beginning of the school year or just kind of like, yeah, reconnecting. And I think something mm -hmm. I've written about as well is just that, re, you know, it, it can change your why changes throughout your career, especially when you're having, um, you know, these past couple of years have been a little turbulent. So, you know, realizing, you know, that it, it could be going into a different um, type of role in education. It could be leaving the education field altogether for some people. So, yeah, I think that it's important to remember that, um, changing and growing mm -hmm. are synonymous terms. And as yeah. we evolve um, and change and grow, yeah, I completely agree with you, Dana. Our, um, our whys can change and mm -hmm. um, the systems and structures, the habits, if you will, um, that you employ uh, may change along the way as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so you also, when you worked as a counselor, um, you did a lot of the SEL support um, and we're looking, you know, we're doing that more, more now in the past three years, um, but you were a counselor several years back. So was that new initiative um, at your district and, and how did, how did, did you come up with that or did you use a program? Yeah. So um, as I've started my, superintendency at Mount Olive School District, we were fortunate enough to um, be granted that to be awarded the community partnership grant. For okay. And so just like 
anything else, the SEL supports have evolved and changed. And there have been mm-hmm. a lot of changes in education over, over my 20 years. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I'm excited about right now, and, and probably the most proud of, of right now is the fact that along with Lead with Hope and these SEL interventions and this community partnership grant, you know, many educators now their mindsets have changed and they're open to mm-hmm. providing these SEL supports um, on a more foundational basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so just being open to exploring things, taking risks, trying new things to mm-hmm. support our students, I think is so important in education. And right now we have a great group of educators at Mount Olive School District that are willing to do that. So mm-hmm. right now we are looking at working with SIU Medicine. We're going to do a needs assessment this fall and kind of get some um, baseline data on the needs of our student population, six through 12. And then following that, we're going to, we're going to start implementing a screener to um, kind of screen for behavioral mental health needs. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited about that. I've, I've never been able to do that before in my, my career, either as a social worker or an administrator. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, we're going to utilize our, our supports. And as you well know, those supports are, are varied and they're, um, it's vast. There's so many things that we can do. But, but as, as you said in, in my bio when you were introducing me, the most important thing is the relationships, mm-hmm. the relationships that we establish with our teachers. And I think right now coming out of COVID, what is most important to remember is many individuals, not just students, Mm -hmm. um, they're craving that human connection, that sense Mm -hmm. of belonging. And I think that that is the most powerful and impactful tool we have as educators is the relationships. Yeah, and that's, I think, where we all need to lead or, you know, lead in the classroom from or just forming those relationships. Um, You also have on your website, um, you talk about the wind time book study. Um, So I've experienced using something called wind time in literacy in elementary school, but (laughs) tell me what wind time book study is about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that is a book that I came across when I was at Sangamon Valley Middle School, and um, when is about creating, it's kind of, it's, it's RTI essentially mm-hmm. is what mm-hmm. it is, but, mm-hmm. um, it, it's finding a time where you are providing for students what they need, what mm-hmm. I need. And what we did as I introduced when time, and we did put it in our schedules. So mm-hmm. the teachers at Sangamon Valley middle school incorporated that in their schedules, um, last year, actually. And, and we, we created interventions, um, whether it was social, emotional or academic, what, whatever the students needed. Mm-hmm. And we were able to provide for those, those needs in small groups. And the, the, book stu- the book study was more asynchronous than anything mm-hmm. else. But I wanted to encourage teachers to read it and to open up their minds. And then from that, they, um, they really bought into that idea and wanted to give it a try. And I just love, I love that idea of trying something new, taking risks, um, Mm -hmm. failing forward. Sometimes it, sometimes you have to fail in order to make progress. Mm -hmm. But I think that was, um, a successful venture that we did as a school together. And like I said, we built that into our schedule and, uh, 
it, it's a work in progress, but I, I think it's, it's worthwhile to provide what each student needs. Mm-hmm. Not an easy task, but definitely um, a worthwhile endeavor. Mm-hmm. Well, we've talked a lot about your experience growing up, how that affects uh, how you work with families, uh, your writing and uh, your dissertation topic. Out of everything we've discussed today on the podcast, what's one thing you'd like listeners to remember? I think it's important to remember that life is about choices and we can't always control what happens to us, but we can control what our reaction is to that. Um, We have choices. We can either build people up or tear tear people down. Um, Every day, every moment Mm -hmm. is an active choice. And I would just like to um, hopefully inspire those that I come into contact with to choose to build each other up. This life isn't easy. Mm-hmm. And um, we can choose to encourage and to inspire. And that's what I hope to do. Where can people connect with you and find you online? So I'm on Twitter at JBMR Kelly. Um, Mount Olive School District has a Facebook page. Yeah, a Facebook page. And then um, you can also reach me at bkelly at mountoliveschools.org. Great, great. Well, thank you so much for being on the Out of the Trenches podcast today. It was a pleasure talking with you and learning more about your work. Thank you for having me, Dana. My book, Out of the Trenches, Stories of Resilient Educators, has now been published. Get it now at amzn.to slash 3b7-2z. Again, amzn to slash 3B78X2Z. Check out the show notes on danagoodier.com to learn more about this guest and links to their social media. Please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you download this podcast. Tell your friends and colleagues about it. And if this episode resonates, especially with you, be sure to share it out on social media and tag me at Out of Trenches. Trenches.